Welcome to Steamy Stories. This daily podcast features the best developing authors of love stories, along with exotic journals of passionate and explicit human interaction. Our curators have selected stories each day, bringing a diverse collection of storylines. Some are historic, some are futuristic, but they all relate to the human quest of physical and emotional desires for sexual expression. We delve into the youthful discovery of sexuality. We chronicle the vast expressions of healthy affection and sex drive. We feature the creative ways that real people overcome life's adversities and limitations and still find sexual fulfillment. And we celebrate the successes of people who restore losses in their love life and go on living in a pleasurable and generous way. Balanced sexuality is essential to healthcare for body, soul, and spirit. Subscribe to Steamy Stories podcast in your mobile apps and browsers. And now, today's story. The Manor, Masquerade, Part 2. Some identities become very familiar. Chapter 19. By Bradenton Larry for Literotica. As he moved into the ballroom, looking for his own amusement, Don was a bit preoccupied with his own thoughts. He suspected that he had gotten the hang of how the manor worked, in a limited sense, but had resolved to wait until the morning to test his hypothesis. He was troubled by the fact that he and Torsha had failed to ask Robert, the scholar, about the watchers, but actually thought those passive figures were probably not important in the sense that they might interfere with trying to leave the manor. Still, he tried to force these thoughts aside as he moved into the crowd of costumed partiers. He certainly did think it was a good idea to enjoy this night, as if it was sure to be the last they would spend in the manor. I love your costume, a woman in a Santa's helper costume laughed. Don had always harbored a secret little fetish for girls in that particular kind of costume, and this one was particularly fetching. She had long black hair hanging down over her shoulders, a spray of freckles on her cheekbones, and a nice, compact body. She was about five foot two, and seemed about the age of the nymphettes, or maybe a year or two older. In short, she was both adorable and sexy as hell. She took Don by the hand and said, come dance with me. Don followed her to the dance floor where about 20 couples, and at least one threesome, were enjoying some rhythmic, vertical foreplay. The girl in red, white and touches of green slipped her arms around Don's neck and began to dance up against him. Don followed suit, holding her by the small of her back, though he soon reached down to lift the hem of her short skirt up to squeeze her tight ass in his hands. She smiled up at him and said, I'm Brandy, by the way. I'm Don, he said, and then leaned down to kiss her sweet lips, which tonight matched the Christmas red of her costume. She responded enthusiastically, sucking on his tongue as it slipped into her mouth. She took a moment to reach down between them, to adjust Don's rapidly hardening cock, so that it was upright between them, but then went right back to swaying in his arms as they danced and kissed. For his part, Don could have spent the next hour like this, but Brandy was less patient, and after about 10 minutes, pulled her mouth from his and said, let's go fuck, Don. Okay, Don chuckled, still amused by the straightforward spirit of the manor. I am going to miss this, he thought. Brandy led him to the nearest alcove, which fortunately wasn't too crowded yet. 
She sat down on the edge of the big mattress platform to the rear of the alcove, and promptly pulled Don in front of her, between her legs. Her hand was on his erection, and she pushed the bottom of his jester's top out of the way with her other hand. Without any preliminaries, she began to suck on his cock. Watching her tiny mouth with her red lipstick moving up and down on his thick shaft was incredibly erotic to Don. The fact that she was wearing a green mask and a Santa hat only seemed to add to the hotness of the situation. Her small hands were wrapped around his cock, pumping him, as she sucked on him, bobbing her head. Don had intended to hold off on his first orgasm until later, but Brandy was too good at what she was doing, and the situation was just too much of a turn-on for him. He knew he couldn't hold out, and in another minute, he felt his balls tightening, and Brandy's hands were squeezing a bit harder, as his cock expanded. Then he pushed forward, holding her head in place with his hands, as he came hard and long into the little woman's adorable mouth. Brandy happily swallowed every bit of his cum, and then smiled up at him. Don grinned back at her, and then said, now, it's my turn. He got down on his knees between her legs and pulled her forward so that her butt was right on the edge of the platform. As he leaned in and ran his tongue over her, Brandy undid the front of her helper's top, displaying her taut belly and beautiful, round breasts. While Don was moving his tongue between her lips and into her pussy, she leaned back on her elbows with that sweet smile on her face. Don held her in place as he began to gently lick at her clit. As she began to move against him, he increased the pace and the pressure. He thought that it must be a funny picture, him in his jester's costume going down on a wanton Santa's helper elf. Then things got even odder, as a pretty, masked Asian schoolgirl, complete with pigtails, crawled over to the elf on the left side and began to make out with her. The scene just screamed penthouse photo shoot. Of course, in this costume, Keiko reminded Don of Gogo from the first Kill Bill, though, obviously, Gogo hadn't worn a mask. Don stifled a chuckle and continued to lick Brandy's clit while she and Keiko kissed. When Don pushed two fingers up inside Brandy's pussy, she sighed and lay back, and Keiko moved down to kiss and tease the girl's breasts. Don twisted his fingers and fucked them slowly in and out of Brandy while lapping at her clit. Soon, she was arching her back and crying out loudly, letting everyone know that she was coming. Don sucked on her clit, until she had fallen back on the mattress, and her pussy no longer clenched at his fingers. Then he slowly withdrew his hand and kissed her clit goodbye for now. Don got up onto the mattress next to Brandy on the right side, and said to Keiko, let's get her up a bit further. Together, the three of them scooted Santa's helper up far enough that her legs were no longer hanging over the edge. Then, Don joined Keiko in kissing and sucking on Brandy's breasts, as their hands moved up and down her lithe body. Brandy caught hold of Don's manhood, which was again very hard, and began to squeeze and pull it. Don reached down and lifted Brandy's right leg, and scooted himself under it. He let her leg down so that it was over his hip, and rested his own right leg across her left thigh. This put his cock in good position to be slipped into her waiting pussy, which, naturally enough, is exactly what Don did. He was now able to move in and out of Brandy, while using his thigh to stimulate her clit, and was free to use his right hand on her upper body. She bent her left knee a bit, 
which pulled his thigh tighter to her, and let him move his left leg over a bit, giving him better purchase, which in turn let him fuck her more steadily. That looks like fun, Keiko smiled. It is. Brandy said, and when Don pinched her nipple, she added, a lot of fun. Keiko kissed Brandy and then leaned over her to kiss Don. While Keiko was doing this, Brandy fumbled with the buttons of Keiko's shirt. Keiko obliged her by continuing to kiss Don until she felt the other woman's hands on her tits and belly. Then, Keiko moved so her breasts were over Brandy's mouth, letting her kiss and suck on them. While Don was watching this, he felt a light touch on his bare butt, which moved up over his back and then around his neck, until a feminine hand was turning his head to the right. And then he was kissing a new, unfamiliar mouth, and straight brown hair was hanging down around his face. He guessed from the way this woman was moving against him that she was probably being fucked from behind as she kissed him. When she broke the kiss to toss her head and her hair back, Don saw she was wearing a white mask and a silvery tiara, but couldn't make out much else from where he was. Turning his attention back to Brandy and Keiko, he saw that the latter was now squatting over the former's face. Brandy was holding Keiko's as in her hands, as she licked and sucked at Keiko's pussy and clit. The hair fell down into Don's face again, and he turned back to kiss the woman over him again, all the while continuing to fuck steadily in and out of Brandy, grinding his thigh against her. Then Brandy was arching her back and moaning up into Keiko. Don kept fucking her until she finished coming, and then decided it was time to change things around a bit. So he disentangled himself from Brandy's legs and pulled away. He wormed his way down along Brandy, and then sat up. He saw that he had been kissing a princess, with a diaphanous dress, who had indeed been being fucked from behind by a pirate. Don thought he had three good options here, start fucking Brandy in a missionary position, or move around in front of either Keiko, or the princess. He was having a momentary problem making up his mind, when he felt a kiss on his neck and heard a woman's low voice saying, come play with me, Don. Don turned and saw the tallest, most gorgeous can-can dancer he could imagine. He tried to ignore the costume and just concentrate on the beautiful long legs, exquisite face and long dark hair it was auburn, though he hadn't been able to tell that when he saw her last, in the disco's black light room. Martina, he ventured. She smiled beneath her mask and said, you gave me such a wonderful orgasm the other night. I was hoping to return the favor. Don returned her smile and turned to her to take her into his arms, kissing her. She had his cock in her hand already, stroking and pulling it as they got reacquainted. Don was still enjoying simply kissing this stunningly beautiful creature, when Martina started to pull up the front of her skirts. Once she'd cleared them out of the way, she held the back of Don's neck and raised her leg, which he held up. Just like that, she bent his cock down and then slipped it into her already quite slippery, and very hot and tight pussy. Then, standing there with his other hand holding the small of her back, and her holding onto him for support, he began to fuck in and out of her. She smiled at him, and then they began to kiss again. Once they had their rhythm going well, she was able to reach down with one hand and stroke herself while they fucked. Don was vaguely aware that people were moving around them, and that most of them were busy having sex of their own, 
but he was very much focused on the woman in his arms. The standing position was so easy to maintain, he felt like they could do this for hours, though he realized she probably felt differently. Still, she seemed very comfortable. Martina soon was rubbing her clit intently, as Don fucked steadily in and out of her. She broke the very long kiss, and dropped her head to his shoulder. Don kept plowing her until she was shaking and moaning in his arms. He smiled at her when she was done, and she said, Oh, well, I seem to owe you two now. He laughed and lowered her leg, pulling his cock out of her. He nodded to an empty spot on the mattress, close to where Brandy and the princess were now making out and where Keiko was being taken from behind by a pirate, who may or may not have been the one who had been fucking the princess earlier, Don couldn't be sure. Martina lay back on the mattress, with her butt on the edge. Don got her legs up on his shoulders, bent his knees some, got himself back inside her, and then lifted her up until the angle was just right. Holding onto Martina's thighs, Don began to fuck deeply in and out of her. She reached down up, actually, and began to play with herself again. Don watched her face, and the way her breasts threatened to spill out of her low-cut top, as he drove into her. She was smiling up at him, but, as his cock and her own fingers gradually got the better of her, her eyelids fluttered closed and her expression got more distracted. Don could tell it wouldn't be long before she was coming again, and, although he liked her feeling that she was in his debt in this regard, he thought it was high time he did his part to even the score between them. He focused on the amazingly beautiful woman lying in front of him, being fucked by him and about to come, as well as the incredible sensations of his cock sliding in and out of her, being squeezed and pulled by the strong muscles of her vagina. If that weren't enough, there were the intensely erotic scenes being played out all around him, not least of which was Keiko's expression, as she was being fucked hard from behind. Then, Martina was coming again, and Don's body enthusiastically joined the party, igniting his primed nervous system and firing a wrenching torrent of cum into Martina. He shoved into her hard as his cock pulsed and came. Despite his earlier orgasm, this one seemed his most intense in quite some time. When he let her legs down and reluctantly withdrew his penis, Martina sat up, kissed him, and said, Well, I still owe you two. Come collect them anytime. I will make a point of it, Don smiled. He then watched as she walked away in the direction of the dance floor, adjusting her can-can dancer costume as she went. Don thought he had found enough of his own amusement to qualify for commencing his hunt for torture. In the next alcove, he saw a woman in a nun's habit well, a nun's habit with a slit running up the side of the dress, showing off a nice, long leg and a not very nun-like high-heeled shoe, who was leaning over one of the side benches with her hands braced against the wall. Behind her, with her black habit thrown to the side, was a man wearing a black vest and mask, and a pair of red horns and a red pointy tail just like Natalia was wearing. The demon was fucking the nun quite enthusiastically. Don grinned at the perfection of the scene. Then he realized the nun was the very attractive older woman who had sucked him and gone down on Sanja up on the balcony during the ball. Intrigued, Don moved in closer. Yes, he thought, it was definitely her. Now, though, her face was contorted with carnal pleasure. 
Don followed through on his impulse and caught one of her breasts in his hand, squeezing it through the fabric of her costume. This got her attention. She smiled at him and said, hello. Hello, he answered, you probably don't remember me. Up on the balcony with that lovely girl the other night, she said with a bit of difficulty. Of course I remember. Would you be a dear and stand up on this bench so I can suck you? Um, certainly, Don nodded. He slipped under her arm and then said, but first, and then took her face in his hands and gave her a long kiss, which she returned enthusiastically. Um, very nice, she smiled, now cock, please. Don got up on the bench and faced the nun, holding his already recovering cock out for her. She promptly lowered her mouth to him and was soon sucking on it vigorously. The demon grinned up at Don and even winked. Don chuckled and took the woman's head in his hands to keep her in place in spite of the rigorous fucking she was receiving and giving. She shoved forward enough to indicate that she wanted more from Don, so he began to fuck himself in and out of her mouth and throat. Of course, after the two intense orgasms he'd recently had, there was little chance that Don was going to come again like this, so he settled into the role of giving this enigmatic woman what she asked for. His cock to suck. Eventually, the nun was gasping and moaning around Don's cock, which was a singularly wonderful sensation for him, and, he thought, probably for her. Her orgasm seemed to last quite a while, during which the demon thrust into her with even more force, and then just held the inside her, as he came to. The demon pulled out of her and gave her behind a loud smack, and then went off to find more mischief. The nun took her mouth off Don, gave his pecker a kiss and said, thank you. My pleasure, he grinned as he stepped down off the bench. Is it inappropriate to ask your name? I'll tell you if you promise to look me up later and give me a good fucking, she smiled. You're my kind of nun, Don laughed. I will definitely give you a good fucking next time we cross paths. Good. I'm Leslie. It's a great pleasure to meet you, Leslie. I'm Don. Very nice to meet you, too, Don, Leslie said. Have fun. I'm definitely going to miss this place, he thought to himself as he moved to the next alcove. Here he found the pirate wench Jamie mounted on none other than the lord of the manor, who was wearing a Roman soldier costume. Jamie had undone her top enough so that the lord could hold her heavy, full breasts in his big hands. In the same alcove was the head librarian, Leah, dressed as a serving wench of some sort, along with the vampire Marissa, who was sharing a cowgirl Don couldn't identify. In the next alcove, amongst a large number of people, he thought he could identify the lady's acolyte, Deidre, who was bent over the lip of the mattress part of the alcove as a man in a fairly complicated werewolf costume fucked her, naturally, from behind. Don watched this for a moment and considered getting involved. He definitely thought Deidre was worth spending a lot more time with. Still, he turned and moved toward the last alcove before the end of the line on this side. Before he could get to the alcove, though, a beautiful brunette wearing stiletto heels, fishnet stockings, a mini skirt, and a wonderfully tight-fitting tank top in other words, a street walker costume, slipped up next to him and took his arm. 
In her lilting accent, she said, Are you enjoying the party, Don? He smiled at her and said, Of course, I am, lady. I've been hearing very good things about you, Don, and about Torsha as well. Oh? Yes, she nodded. You too have been busy. I suspect court jester is too modest an ambition for you. I don't understand, lady. She turned to him and kissed him. Don returned the kiss with pleasure. The lady was one of the most feminine and sensuous women he knew, and any chance to share a kiss, or pretty much anything at all, was a delight to be savoured. When their lips parted, she laid her hand upon his chest and said, If you don't find what you're looking for, I hope you will come back and share my bed. Don didn't know how to respond to this, but the lady didn't give him a chance. Instead she said, in a lighter tone, we have a tradition at these masquerades. I will take as many men, one after the other, as want me or as I can, whichever gives out first. If you're not otherwise engaged, and this appeals to you, I would be delighted for you to participate. And when does this commence? In a little while, but there's no need to worry I assure you it will take some time, she laughed. She kissed him lightly and then turned away. Don watched her go, a bit intoxicated by her confident sexuality and the decided weirdness of the conversation he'd had with her. He turned back to consider the alcove, where he saw Amy in her warrior woman costume, sitting on one of the side benches, but bent over to suck on the cock of someone who looked like Aladdin. Remembering how she liked to be watched, Don decided to have a seat and watch the show. As soon as he sat down next to her, Amy reached out and squeezed his thigh. In turn, he caressed her bare shoulder. When Aladdin was ready to come, Amy took his cock out of her mouth and let him spray all over her face and chest. Ignoring Aladdin, she turned to Don with her cum-covered face and her impish smile and said, Don, where have you been? I've been doing all kinds of nasty things, and you haven't been here to watch. He laughed and said, well, there was an elf, a can-can dancer, and a nun, not to mention a rather odd conversation with the lady. Excuses, excuses, Don, she shook her head. She was scooping cum up off her chin and tits and sucking it off her fingers. What kinds of nasty things? She laughed, no, you missed it. I'll tell you what, though, if you'll stick around to watch for a while, I'll let you pick my next victim. Victim? Where's your ambition? Okay, victims, she grinned. All right, Don nodded and considered. Him, him and him, he indicated a Hugh Hefner-style playboy, a male vampire and a priest. Fun. Then Amy sprang forward to get the attention of her victims. In no time she was on her knees surrounded by the three men, moving her very talented mouth from one man to the next, while stroking the other two. The priest blew first, shooting a thick stream of white cum across the bridge of Amy's nose and her forehead. The other two guys came shortly after, showering her in cum. She crawled over to where Don was watching and said, How was that? Extremely hot, he grinned. You're amazing, Amy. I really am, aren't I?" She smirked as she started to stroke Don's cock. But I'm taking a little break, he laughed. 
I'm supposed to be looking for Torsha. Ah, Amy nodded. Again? Or still? That's disturbingly perceptive of you. Hey, I'm as smart as I am hot. I have no doubt. You're welcome to come along, Don offered. Sure, she said as she got to her feet. Where that girl is there's got to be fun happening. As they were walking away from the alcove, Don noticed that for at least most of this time Peter had been on the mattress part of the chamber cavorting with a woman in what seemed to be a genie costume. After looking out across the dance floor, most of which was being used as a sex floor by now, and not seeing Torsha's Harlequin costume anywhere, they started up the broad stairs toward the gallery. They passed a number of interesting combinations of strange characters engaged in a variety of fun activities, until they finally found Torsha. Don took a moment to work through the erotic scene before him. Sitting on the bench against the wall, wearing a regal robe thrown open to reveal magnificent breasts and beautiful long legs, was a woman with short dark hair. On her hands and knees between this woman's legs, knelt Ilsa with her angel costume surprisingly intact. Underneath Ilsa and in line with her, sucking on the blonde's tits was a woman in a cheerleader costume. Kneeling behind Ilsa, with her nose between Ilsa's, but cheeks and her tongue playing with Ilsa's pussy, and with her hand busy up inside the cheerleader skirt, was a woman with a slim body, who was wearing a pair of kitten ears and a long, furry tail. Lying on her back, with her hand up between the kitten's legs, was Torsha. Torsha had her legs scissored with a woman wearing a white Hellenic-style short dress, with a broad belt cinching the dress around her middle. This woman, who was grinding her pussy and clit against Torsha's, had long legs, full breasts, and long dark hair. But it was the dark pink lipstick that somehow tipped on off to the fact that this was the librarian, Audrey. Lying on her side so she could kiss and nibble on the librarian's neck and the one breast that had been freed from Audrey's costume was Shalonda, who seemed to have lost her pointed witch's hat. The distinctive blue dress and blonde wig gave Nicole away, where she lay with her face between Shalonda's legs. Finally, there was a thin young woman in a black flapper's costume, who was busy giving Nicole the treatment she was giving to Shalonda. Damn. Amy breathed. I count nine, Don said, impressed. Around the periphery of this group, a number of men were watching, idly stroking cocks in various states of recovery from the evening's exertions. There were also several women trying to help the guys recover quickly, including two more flappers, in white and silver. Looking at the busty blonde in white, Don realized it was chastity, and then sorted out modesty and Virginia. At some point, Don knew, this little or female orgy would break up and guys would become involved, probably with a great deal of pent-up enthusiasm. As he and Amy stood there watching, several of the women had orgasms, which resulted in minor shifts of position, but nobody stopped playing. Amy decided to take advantage of the temporary surplus of rigid cocks, moving over to a couple of the men sitting on the sidelines. Don, on the other hand, got down on his hands and knees and crawled over to Torsha. He leaned in and whispered in her ear, aren't you the sexiest harlequin ever? Hello, Don, she smiled. I win. But I, he realized he was supposed to be the first to whisper her name and laughed, damn. 
She pulled his head down to give him a heated kiss, and then said, help me get rid of this top. Then I want you to help me with the librarian here. Well, if I have to, he grinned. Before long, Torsha was on the bench sucking on the cock of a man in a seriously abbreviated Santa costume, who was kneeling on the bench next to her. Meanwhile, the librarian was on her hands and knees between Torsha's legs, going down on her, while Don fucked Audrey from behind. Sometime after that, Don took his turn fucking the lady as Torsha sat on her face. Still later, Don went down on and then fucked Torsha while she ate out Sanja, who they had found in one of the alcoves wearing the vestiges of a cute little go-go dancer costume. Eventually, very late, Don and Torsha fell asleep, spooned together in the back corner of one of the alcoves. Amy, Shalonda and Nicole were still playing nearby, but they too soon gave in to sleep there in the alcove. To be continued. By Bradenton Larry for Literotica. Thanks for joining us for today's steamy story. Come back tomorrow for another tale of explicit romance and passion. We hope you found pleasure in today's story. Be sure to subscribe to Steamy Stories Podcast in your mobile podcasting app. Our podcast server and website also contains our full library of past episodes. Happy dreams.